All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. We're located at Winterville Parks and Recreation, just a little place behind my mother's house. We've got some rain in the backdrop. It was already a dreary day, but we're going to bring the sun out either way. This is what we do. We have our coffee. We're warm. We're safe. Hopefully you are as well. And let's just dive right into it. So to start this off, let's look at the reasons why we travel. People travel for business. People travel to visit relatives. People travel because they want to escape their home environment. Maybe they're tired of looking at the same four walls day in, day out. They want something a little different, a new scenery, a new backdrop, a new landscape. Your geographic location will determine the travel destinations that you set for yourself because people that are landlocked want to go to an island, somewhere a little more isolated, so they can get away from the ho-hum of the city. So that's what we're going to get into to start this off. Now, where do you travel? When you pack your bags, right? When you say, honey, pack up the bags, pack up the kids, we're going on a trip. Where do you go? Do you take what they call a staycation? Basically, maybe 15 miles outside of your home community, rent a hotel, do something different for a few days, or do you go for an extended stay in another city? Here in the States, we can just go to another state. That's a vacation for us. If I live in Texas and I go to Montana, that's a vacation. If I live in North Carolina and I go to South Carolina, that's a vacation. Because either way, you're talking a couple hundred miles between your house and the destination you're going to. So if it's under 50 miles or something like that, it's not really a trip. It might be something what you would call a day trip. But some people do that in their everyday commute to work. So it really depends on the person and the situation. But right now, during the holiday season, people are booking planes, flying halfway across the world. My sister just did the same thing. She lives in Spain. She's now here in North Carolina with us for the holidays. So I don't know, what is that, a 14, 15 hour flight? She had to go to Paris, jump off the plane there, go to New York, come here pick her up at the airport. I mean, it's just a lot of back and forth, back and forth until you get to your final destination. So with that said, a lot of things take place. You have to book your train, you have to book your plane, you have to rent a car, you have to make sure that you save up for the trip, you have to make sure you have enough money to buy things while you're on your vacation or your travels or during your travels, whatever you have going on. Some people just like to take road trips. But in my sister's situation, she had to make sure that she was able to continue her work here in the States while she was abroad traveling. So she brought her little setup with her. She looks like one of those astronauts with her computer set up the way she has everything. She's doing the teleconferencing. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting little situation she has. I'm doing something similar. Right now I'm in a podcast recording for my car, but I also work on the computer, as some of you out there listening may know. But what's the biggest holdup? What trips people up the most when they think about traveling? Is it the cost? Is it the delay at the airport? The layovers? Is it the long train ride? Is it the kids yelling in the back, crying, complaining? Is it your wife nagging all the way? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Or is it your husband needing to stop every 30 minutes to get out and pee somewhere on the side of the road? These are the things that people have to consider. And if you have a pet, you have to decide, are we taking the pet with us or are we leaving it at home? If you leave it at home, then you have to have somebody go over to your house and look after your dog or your cat. Or if you're like some of these uppity people, you take it to a shelter or a little kennel and you let them take care of your animal for a few days or a few weeks, however long you're gone. These are the things we must consider. But the main reasons that we travel are to visit loved ones or people we care about to escape or we travel for work. Well, let's go ahead and take a sip and see if we can't narrow down this journey just a little bit. 
I don't know about you, but one of the most challenging tasks about traveling somewhere can be packing. What to bring? You have to think, how long am I going to be there? What are we going to be doing? So you kind of need to know a little bit about what you have in store before you can even put your underwear in the bag, put your shoes in the bag so you'll know how to dress. This right here can take days to weeks for some people. If you're somebody who's a fashionista or somebody who has to press and iron everything before they wear it, if all your shirts have to be wrinkle-free and pressed to the nines, then yeah, you may need a few days to plan for your travels. Somebody like me, I'll grab a few pairs of underwear, a couple pairs of socks, throw them in the suitcase, put a few shirts in there, two, three jeans, two pairs of shorts, I'm good. Anything else I need, I could just buy it while I'm out there. You also have to think about your hygiene products, your deodorant, your toothbrush, ladies, your makeup, your sanitary napkins. I mean, we're just, we're talking about travel. We're all adults here, so no need to giggle and snicker. You know, if I say something that's a little different from what you put in your bag, but it's 2022, almost 2023. You could find anything in people's bags. So once you have your possessions in your bag, everything's secure, you zip it up. You have to also consider, are you taking it on a plane? Because if you take too much on a plane, if you're taking more than one bag, then you're going to have to pay for the extra baggage. And you know, they'll hit you $90 on top of the head right there at the door. They say you can bring one carry-on and it can only be this big. If it's bigger than that, then you're going to have to pay $90 so it can go in the stowaway. This is how the airports make their money. I don't know if it's the same on trains, but I'm sure they have size limits on how much you can bring as a carry-on with you. The other thing that people have to consider is who's going on this trip. If you're bringing children along, children will need something to occupy their time because if you don't bring anything to occupy their time, they are going to blow your mind. They're going to talk your ears off the side of your head. You're going to feel them literally sliding down as the kid says, hey, look at this. Hey, look at that. Yesterday I did this. Yesterday I did this. And if you have a nine-hour trip, a four-hour flight, 15-hour journey, this can become a little annoying. So you have to make sure that the kid has something to keep them occupied, their minds distracted, and at the same time keep you in a good headspace because you don't want to get rattled. You haven't even made it where you're going yet. You don't want to get all unnerved and just become uneasy with the whole situation because you also have to deal with the people sitting around you, the passengers. Now, this is if you're not taking a road trip, driving yourself there. Driving yourself there, nine times out of 10, you're in control of the whole situation. But if you're on a flight, you are not in control. You are a passenger with the other 50 passengers that are on the same plane. You are flying, there's one pilot, one person in command. You have to listen to them. Ladies and gentlemen, put your table trays up. We are now taking off. You know, they give directions. Put your seatbelt on, take your seatbelt off. You can go to the bathroom now. Cut your phone off, no internet connection. Unplug your headphones. All the different types of direction they give, that's what you can hear on a plane. It could be a little nerve wracking. It definitely can be a little nerve wracking. I know the few times that I've been on a plane, probably been on a plane four or five times, wasn't too bad because I was a lot younger. Haven't really traveled that much outside of the country in my adult years, but as a youth, we'd get on planes all the time. We go to Korea, different parts of Okinawa, fly back to the States, visit relatives, rent a car, get a car, drive to South Carolina, Virginia. It's all the same. You've kind of become used to it after a while. Now, when you're taking a staycation, you don't need to bring as much. If you're just going to a hotel that's 25 miles down the road, you take a little one-night bag, toothbrush, maybe a little shaving cream, a couple razors, whatever you're going to wear or not wear, because maybe you have a little rendezvous at the hotel and you're going to be in there for two, three days. 
with no plans of leaving the hotel. You have all the food you need, strawberries, whipped cream, room service, Uber. So, I mean, that's pretty much a luxury vacation, you know, a luxury travel situation. But for most people, when they're packing up the kids, packing up the suitcase, you're going to be gone for a while. Now, I know a lot of people use Uber and Lyft and all these services like that. Now, I think they even have UberX and UberXL. I have yet to use an Uber. I can't tell you how that service works, but I know a lot of people use it. It takes them from here to there, but I think the prices are just crazy from what I hear because in town, if you're going from, let's say, your house, you're seven miles from the movie theater. It's about $15. So that's a bit more than a regular taxi cab. I think if I was in a situation where I had to go somewhere on foot or rent a vehicle or take a cab, I would probably opt for renting a car because at least with renting a car, you're in control. When you're using Uber or Lyft services like that, you can't just stop in the middle of the road if you see something interesting. You can't just say, hey, pull over here. No, they're going to take you from A to B. They're not going from A to C to D back to B. They're only going to take you from one end to the other, unless you buy in advance multiple stops along the way. That's just how it works. It's a racket. But during these travels, you will definitely encounter a few moments of uneasiness, whether that's an upset stomach, whether there's a traffic jam, a detour in the road, these things can delay your progress. If you're running at a good clip, 70, 80 miles an hour on the road, flying down, everything's great, tire blows out, that'll set you back three hours. Now you got to get a hotel room you didn't plan on, depending on what time of day you blew the tire, and depending on whether or not you have a spare in the back. If you don't have a spare in the back, you have a situation because now you have to call a tow truck to come pull you out of whatever jam you're in. You don't have to worry about things like this as much when you're in an airplane because that's why you pay so much for the ticket. They've already taken these things into consideration before the flight has even left. They've already fueled up. They've already loaded your bags. They already had their course plotted. They know the weather conditions. They're already communicating with people at the other destination. Sky's clear. All these things happen beforehand and behind the scenes. It's not so much when you yourself plan the trip. All you can do is plan how you're going to get to the plane you can't control or plan what happens once you get on the plane. But now, once you get off the plane and you land at your destination, first thing you do, check into your hotel, call your relatives if they're not already waiting for you, have them come pick you up or get transportation to be taken to their location. Once you're there at their location, you unload your bags, bring in your kids, bring in the food, gifts, whatever you brought for them. And hopefully after that, it's nothing but good times. Sometimes it's not. And then that's where people run into the holiday blues. Let's take another sip. The holiday blues can come about when someone becomes depressed, they get a little anxious, just a little bogged down with all the buzz going on around them. Because typically when people start to travel, it's not just you, everybody starts to travel. People become alive, people want to get in the car, make it to the grandma's house before Christmas, make it to so-and-so's house before Thanksgiving. They want to take their girlfriend on a trip for Valentine's Day. People tend to be on the same cycle when it comes to travel and making these big plans to get on the road or get in the air or take a boat, sail somewhere. Because most people are off work, people have already put in their vacation, they're looking for a good time, so people are a little more active than normal. Now, the few times that I've been on a boat, it was a fishing trip. It wasn't necessarily a go-to-a-hole a whole different country, it was pretty much just get on a fishing trip, a one-day trip. Go catch a couple fish, stay out there for a couple hours on the sea, bounce around, get a little seasick, 
pull up a flounder or two, a couple of fluke, call it a day. But now, some people can get on a cruise ship and go to another island. I told you before that I went to the Bahamas. First, we had to drive all the way to Florida. Then we took a boat from Florida to the Bahamas. So that was an interesting trip. That's probably the only stateside travel that I've had outside of the states, you know, leaving the country. I wouldn't consider necessarily Bahamas like leaving the country, but it was leaving the country. I mean, we didn't take an airplane. We took a boat. You didn't even feel it. We were gambling the whole way. Nothing but green slot machines and poker the whole time. And the food was fabulous. Carnival cruises. If you haven't taken a carnival cruise, try it out. I don't even know if they're still active at this point with all that COVID stuff they had that set them back, but I'm sure the cruise lines, Norwegian and Carnival and some of the others are still out there. So if you get a chance, take a cruise someday. It's another time when you would have to pack your bags and plan for how long your cruise is going to be. So let's see. What's another hiccup along the way? Booking a flight. Somebody who's never booked a flight in English, what do you do? You either go online or you go directly to the airport. Or you make a phone call, depending on your situation. Hi, my name is so-and-so. I'd like to book a flight to California. How long are you planning to be in California? Is this a one-way ticket? Is this a round-trip ticket? Which airline do you want to use? Because they have multiple airlines within the airport. It's either book a trip with Sun Jerry or book a trip with American Airlines. It depends on the situation. It also depends on your budget. So sometimes you sacrifice the quality of the trip for the price of the trip. But some people do not compromise with this. They say, I want to take this trip at no expense spared. They do not care whether their plane tickets $500 or $5,000. They just want to get away from wherever they're at. This works for some people. But most people, they plan months ahead, put $300 aside for their ticket, and that's all they're spending. They don't care if they're sitting in the back of the back of the plane or they're sitting in the front of the plane. But nine times out of ten, if you're only paying $300 for a ticket, you're not going to be sitting in the front of the plane. That's for the business class and the first class. The people who say, I don't want to sit next to anybody. I want to recline my seat all the way back. I want to sip champagne while I'm flying over the Atlantic Ocean. Hey, different strokes, different folks, whatever floats your boat. But for most people, they're riding in coach or flying in coach, and they're going to get there how they get there. But on that one, that was a little tidbit. I enjoyed you, and I will see you in the next one.